welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. What's up, everybody? Knock On Podcast 177, and I've got... Geez, I'm surrounded by awesome Jack Carr, Andy Stump, <laughs> how, with, with an F, a, with an H. Let's. <laughs> I, how, Only if Jack, as a jackass, is yeah. <laughs> I for those of you listening, I think that's autocorrect for everybody that's listening. Uh, try it. For those of you listening, if you look at the description of podcast 177, I actually didn't write the copy for that. I let. Jack Carr write the copy for that and uh who is a published author and obviously I thought I could trust that but guess what he spells Andy's <laughs> name wrong <laughs> and now you've learned your lesson yeah well someone did it does autocorrect to a uh ph by the way just for for those that are interested Jack what did you say you I think you asked me you said um you said well is it is it hard to to correct that on the for the podcast and i said (laughs) no it's extremely easy but i'm gonna let this ride out (laughs) exactly what you said thank you (laughs) like i'm definitely um i am definitely enjoying uh some of you guys you're you hold you hold some pretty good uh grudges on one another for at times I know. I know. It was also called a rough draft. <laughs> I was not. I said, "Do you want to finalize a copy?" And between uh, between you two now uh, and this spelling error, and then, uh, well, Barklow has a photo that was given to me by my faithful steed, Preston, and so now Barklow officially wants to do some kind of um, evasive maneuvers on Preston for giving me a little bit of skinny on him. So I'm enjoying this. I'm sure it's coming back to me eventually, but for the time. Might wait, he might wait years, though, just when you're not <laughs> suspecting it. It might be 10 years from now. He thinks like the you know the Chinese or the Afghans do, so he'll, 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 he'll get back, but it might, might be a while. I hope it's in a bear camp when we're all there because I want to <laughs> be there for that. Well, it'll be good for it is. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Well, um, thanks both you guys for jumping on. And the reason we're doing this um, is because we're about six hours away from the closing of this auction, which we talked about in podcast the last podcast, uh, where Jack and I talked about what this um, this auction's for, the cause what the winner is going to get and man, it is going nuts right now. I got to just say, thanks. I got to say thanks to everyone because there's some people really getting after it to win this experience. And, um, it couldn't possibly be for a better cause too. I am excited. You don't even know, you know, what to, what to say or, or, or chime in with. Cause it's always, uh, you know, so hard for me to 
to uh, to thank everybody for for what they uh, they do for for my family. Um, but uh, the Knock On Nation has just been absolutely incredible. I mean, I was been I've been blown away by all this. First, by just your thought of you know doing something, and then Andy jumping in, Trevor jumping in, Bob Frome jumping in, um, but HMC Knives jumping in, like. I mean, it's it's absolutely uh, well tumbling, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, you know, it's very uh, my family and I really can't uh, thank everyone enough. It's just just incredible. What do you got to say, Andy? Other than the fact it's amazing, I mean, I agree. What else? What else can you say? I mean, I think I think Jack should be used to it. I mean, the reason we we weren't able to do this podcast earlier is I was still getting uh, lower back treatment for carrying him through buds. <laughs> so, I mean, the community has largely been dragging him along since we met. <laughs> it's much appreciated. <laughs> my back feels great. Yeah. I'm no, supposed to be better brother. in about a decade. No, it's my pleasure, man. It's the least you can do. No, yeah. <laughs> I sincerely appreciate it. And, uh, but what's even more like, what even blows me away even more is people that chimed in and said, Hey, you know, I can't afford to jump in on this bow package and training and all these other things. Um, but Hey, I'd like to, you know, give $20 because that's what I can, I can afford. And you know, that, those ones just made me like choke up to, to read those. And the, the number of those and the people that have reached out personally to you, uh, John to do, you know, to do something like that is just, uh, well, it's just astounding. Um, but you know, it's hard for, I don't want to accept anything like, like it's charity, you know? So it's, it's hard for us to, to do that. Like with a bow package, people are getting something of value and that's really important to me. Um, so for everybody else that, that jumped in and wanted to, you know, give $20 here, $50 there, a hundred dollars, $500, um, I'd like to direct them to something called the national ability center. And that's a, um, it's headquartered here in park city, Utah. And it helps people of all ages, of all physical and cognitive disabilities and their families, as well as veterans dealing with PTSD or the physical scars of war, missing limbs and, and that sort of thing. And they just do incredible work out here. So for everybody that, uh, that wanted to help jump in and, and uh, you know, help my son with, uh, with those donations, I would, I'm gonna, we'll post it somewhere, but um, it's discovernac.org. And I posted about it on my Instagram today, which is Jack Carr USA. And people can go there, and it's very easy to donate. And it's also tax deductible, so they can go there and donate. And uh, for those in the archery community here and for the Knock On Nation, they have an incredible adaptive archery program. So they're bringing veterans out there. They're bringing kids of all ages and all disabilities out there doing these amazing adaptive archery programs which are just so cool to see um so i would like to to point everybody in that direction and uh you know sincerely thank everybody really from the from the bottom of my heart for uh, for jumping in and wanting to help yeah so this is um first off anyone listening you can go to uh jack car c-a-r-r-u-s-a on instagram and you can see the post that he made today which um depending on when you're listening to it, would be on June 4th. And he's pretty much directing you right to the National Ability Center. And he's also got some great photos there that um, can kind of show you the different programs that that all entail. Um, And I guess I want to chime in first, Jack, and just let you know that um, I feel the same. There's a few things I wanted to touch base on. One is the fact um, there were some people a little bit upset that it wasn't just a um, kind of like a buy-in uh, raffle type situation where 
people were able to just give, you know, a small amount and then everybody have an equal chance. And um, I understand where people are coming back, coming from on that. But I also want people to to realize that in the end, I'm trying to bring as much forward to help these guys as I possibly can. And sometimes um, having a lot of people give a little is going to get you to that number. But there's also the possibility that one person coming forward with, um, you know, almost an unbelievable number, um, which it's already surpassed that um, from my point of view, um, is, is going to do a tremendous amount for the cause or for the family. Um, I really try to continually do um, a lot of things for, I guess the the you know the knock on nation throughout the year. Someone's rummaging around. I can hear it. Um, I try to do that, but I want people to know that you know this is something that, although I want everybody to to have a chance at some sometimes that's not possible. And you know I go to. I go to really cool uh, wild game dinners and, you know, there's there's certain raffles where I can put 20 bucks in and I have a chance to, to win something. But there's also these, uh, you know, these auctions that go up that are trying to raise money for a specific cause. And, yeah, I'm just – I'm literally just sitting there in disbelief that people are giving 400 grand for a mule deer tag. But in the end, that's that's – Money is is doing that because it's going to a cause that a lot of people putting in just isn't going to get to that number. So um, there's a few things as well. One, I had someone reach out. Um, his name um, on Instagram was actually Pogon23, P-O-G-O-N 23. And... Um, he said that he works for a company in California that's called Salesforce, and um, they actually have a program where they'll match their employee donations um, for a 501c3 up to $5,000 per employee. Um, so what he's doing is he's going to make a – he wants to be able to make a donation, but then also obviously turn this over to his company and he wants to share share this throughout his company so that if other people choose uh, to do so, they can as well, and, and that company is going to match. I know that Sharon and I are going to make a contribution in addition to what we're going to do for this event. And I guess I want to just tell you, man, don't – I understand where you're coming from. Um, I don't like asking people for anything either, and um, Andy will Andy will – vouch for that too i have a hard time asking people for help for anything and i understand that but um you know don't definitely don't feel don't feel bad about this this is an opportunity for for people who really value you as a person and your your values and your family ethics uh and want to help out so you know we are everyone's doing what they can and i know that uh sounds like there's a mouse in my microphone or in my headphones. Um, I want to make sure that, that I'm doing everything I can to, to, to give back to people because you never know when that'll come all the way around. And I think a lot of people are, are doing that. A lot of people are trying to, to pay it forward. And, uh, I just, I feel like, um, it's just a good opportunity for you to let people that care about you help you. Wow. That is 
incredible about uh was it pogon what, what, what was his name um yeah p-o-g-o-n 23 wow, wow. Yep. incredible and salesforce geez that's man that is incredible it's uh, a great program it's a, yeah it's a great i couldn't yeah, believe it and that's crazy salesforce is such a, you know i don't know anybody personally there but i've uh, i know their their product and know the things that the, that they can do and have just actually they do some consulting in the outdoor and tactical space and just got them linked up actually with uh with another entity out there to kind of bring that entity into the 21st century um as far as uh, keeping track of things and making uh, the most effective and efficient use of data. So, um, and I had no idea. Anyway, that's, geez, just incredible. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez. We know what to say. Well, I want to know what Andy's plans are on this uh, tandem jump. Because <laughs> he's hoping whoever I gets got... it does the, uh, does the you know, face-to-face. You know, it might not even be an option. That's, I'm considering that's mandatory at this point <laughs> geez i might start baby. i mean the reality is is that another human being is going to be in my baby bajorn which is basically what a tandem <laughs> harness is and you can face me or you can face away it depends you know do you want to look into my eyes or do you want to look at the ground i don't know how we're going to do it i'm not going to set a lot of rules there might be some olive oil there might be some spray tan there might be some clothes on the ground it's hard to say what's going to happen but uh it's going to be an experience it's awesome. What makes it hard for this conversation is the fact that we're actually having to, we're all having to have this conversation from different areas. So, it, you know, we're not sitting at a table where we can look at when one person's ready to talk and the other one's not. But, <laughs> but what's funny is um, on on our right now, Andy's little uh, icon here for this Skype conference call is literally him doing some type of a motocross move out of the back of a damn cargo plane. <laughs> so I don't know what you would call that. I would call it a tabletop. Like if I was on my Corkscrew, old screw, dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. So, well, there you go. I'll learn soon enough. Maybe I'll probably, yeah, I'll know, do that accidentally. Yeah. yeah you learn very soon. Yeah, you'll learn very soon. The tandem is going to be easy. Uh, I, some people might be hesitant or trepidatious about it. Here's the deal. If you win and you don't want to do the tandem, just designate somebody else. I'll take whomever uh, and bring a pair of shorts, a T-shirt, and a pair of running shoes, and we'll go have the time of our lives. It's so easy. There's nothing to be scared of. I have, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've turned people's femurs into powder, but I probably won't do that to yours. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be good. The odds are in your favor. 60-30 odds. That's not bad. Nope. That's not bad odds. What's the 10%? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unknowns. I worry oh. about. Yeah, that's just unknown stuff that could happen that I, I will claim not being responsible for. So what happens when you and I tandem and the fact that my legs are about seven feet longer than yours <laughs> at a standing position? So, what we'll likely do in that situation is I'll get into the baby Bajorn and uh, you can have the parachute and I'll still do everything but from the front. So that way, uh, my feet will touch the ground first. I thought I, I thought we'd go. I thought I would go inverted. <laughs> that's that's the Swedish helicopter. That that's technique extra. is is extra for oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh man, this is going down a rat hole fast. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the the tandem will be great for whoever wins. And uh, you know, what's funny is I've actually. 
I have donated a tandem, I would say, probably 15 times uh, since I've been doing tandems, which has been probably close to a decade now. I think I've only been taken up on it twice. Most people talk a big game when it comes to them wanting to do it, and they actually end up not doing the jump, which I don't recommend. I recommend actually doing the jump. And the people that I have taken that are generally the most scared or hesitant are the ones who actually enjoy it the most. Oh, yeah, for sure. Overcoming fear. That's uh, always a big one. Or they're Agreed. smart people. <laughs> yeah. And I'll probably be there with you. Um, Shaz and Little Dudder, um, they're actually, I think, taking Andy up on the on the tandem. And I'm actually going to be doing, some, doing a cool little school out there for uh, a project Andy and I are doing. So it might be fun. It's going to be a good old time. And Dudley, are you jumping that same weekend at the end of July? Is it all attached to that same uh, yep. to that same event? Okay, so that's yeah. the same same trip. Got it. I've got be awesome. I've got three days three days booked for certification that um, myself, Andy, and Trevor are going to do. They're going to do it with me, and we're going to be filming it for a project that we're doing. And um, awesome, yeah, that's my plan. My plan is to be um, next year. I'm going to try to talk talk someone into doing a tandem with me. Just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> totally <That's>... kidding. <laughs> you can do it. It's doable. I'm going to just yep. worry about myself and not powdering my femurs first. <laughs> it makes Wise. it's an un, unforgettable noise when you hear it happen. Let me tell you. It sounds like a shotgun. Great. Oh. Yeah. Followed by a scream. But for, don't forget that part, too. Okay. <laughs> You guys right. are really selling. Yeah, we're really selling this now. The f- actually bids are going down. People are <laughs> de- people are texting me right now. Can I delete this bid? It's actually yeah, it's actually not worth what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them. Now, have you guys? Have you two ever? Uh, have you two ever hunted together at all? No, he's way more experienced hunter than I am. We are close. We live closer now. I'm not. We're both not in San Diego anymore, and uh, I'm closer to uh, to Montana these days here in Park City. So we're gonna get it done. We're gonna get a field together at some point over the next couple of years. I don't know when or exactly where, but we're gonna make it happen. Oh, I'm I'm jonesing in on that. I'm For just, sure. How long? Practicing. Jack, how long yeah, have you yeah. been hunting? Like like teenage years, if not earlier. Not teenage years. I grew up grew up shooting. I uh, always just felt this draw to the hunt. Um, but my, my dad wasn't into it. So, um, so we shot, but we didn't, we didn't hunt. And then I was always just drawn to the bow as well. So I have, we talked about it in this last podcast, but I had a bunch of bows from when I was like, you know, eight years old and then, you know, freshman year in high school. And then see, as I grew, I got, uh, you know, more in, in technology, if you could call it that at the time, as that moved forward, I had a, just a bunch of great bows that I don't have anymore. Uh, that would be fun to have these days. Um, but I didn't really hunt for real until I got to the SEAL teams and that was in sniper sustainment stuff um, up in Washington state. And they took us up there, but it was before September 11th and cause they wanted us to, you know, put a, a bullet into something that uh, was living and breathing before we had to do it for real. So that was my first experience doing it up there. Um, got my first deer up there. I brought it home. I was so excited about it. And then September 11th hit and we got pretty busy for the, you know, next, uh, for in my case, you know, the next just over a decade, um, and then when I got back from that last deployment to Iraq, it was, uh, I wasn't taking guys down range anymore. So it, was, it just became, okay, what am I going to do next year? What is my family going to be about? And we became 
a hunting family. That was just a natural next step for us. And we made up for lost time since then. So, uh, I've been hitting it hard since, uh, 2012, I guess. And, uh, and making up for lost time there really, really as a family and going forward, uh, the bow is what, uh, is what I love. Yeah. I remember you talked, I listened to you guys last podcast. It was awesome listening to, uh, Dudley's description of all the bows he had and like the Matthews signed ones and all that stuff. Yeah. So how much bow hunting have you done though? So I've done, I have bow hunted, but I'm not calling myself a bow hunter yet. Cause I don't think I know it, uh, as well as I should, if I'm going <laughs> to use that, yeah. you know, welcome to the club. <laughs> so I have bow hunted and I've been uh, successful on whitetail. Um, and I think that's really all I've hunted with a bow is a whitetail. I should have got my moose with it this last year cause it came into about 20 yards, but, uh, I had my three on a wind mag with me. So, um, down it went. Yep. Three on a wind mag. I was going to say that works at 20 yards too. Yeah, <laughs> it, sure did. it sure did. So we got a freezer full of moose right now. But um, yeah, and plus I didn't feel like I'd been on the bow enough. This last year has been super busy with the, the launch of the book and Lanai and all the consulting and moving to Utah. So I didn't yeah. feel like I had put the time into the bow. I felt, felt like I really owed it to the animal to have put in more time uh, on that weapon system. So I didn't take it with me. Um, but this next year, different story. I'm on it. I just want to be there as you draw back, and I'm going to scream and make the animal run away. I think that's what I want to do. <laughs> just got to beat it. <laughs> Gosh, such such not a very nice, Andy. such a team Boy, if effort. You did, if you didn't do that to me, I would be disappointed. <laughs> no, it's to make up for all the carrying through buds, I guess. We'll get it done. We'll get out there together. Yeah, we we need to for sure. Yeah, we got to have Dudley there just to film. I don't even know how much hunting would occur. We'd probably just be paralyzed in laughter and tears. <laughs> Perhaps, well, yeah, perhaps. that's normally actually how it goes. That's normally <laughs> why why I'm, when I'm with Andy, Andy's hunting because I'm literally my my abs are freaking in, they're fully contracted, barely trying to catch a breath, and I'm usually toxic too. I'm still trying to septic, <laughs> yeah, still trying to still trying to let alcohol fumigate out of my my pores. That's how it goes sometimes. That's how it goes. But uh, yeah, this next year, we, we should really make a concerted effort to put something on the calendar ahead of time. Because these days, as you guys both know, that calendar fills up like a year in advance, uh, if not more, for some for some hunts and other events. So um, getting something on the calendar and just blocking off the time to do something pretty cool would be would be awesome. So Dudley, what should we do? You're the hunting whisperer. What would you recommend for a... Um... I don't know. I mean, we should probably, we could probably wrap in a few more pretty damn cool people too. So we're like a four to five person hunt. What would you recommend, Dud? Well, we, uh, me and Mr. Carr actually talked about this, um, off air. I think we're going to, I think we're going to all go to Hawaii on a like non, non media off the grid, like guy hunt. Yeah, nice. I don't. I don't need a camera watching me blow stocks. I really don't need that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, that is always available. We we I'll have that always. It's just getting there. You know, that's the uh, that's the uh, the tough part is is getting there. Once you're once we're there, that's a it, what a great spot. I just want to watch that, that. That would be that would be amazing though to get a small crew of people to go out there and like you said, the key to that. My preference would be 100 percent off the grid and just grinding away in that terrible terrible red dust <laughs> yeah. yeah the wind has to cooperate oh god it doesn't have to but it certainly helps it'd be just as fun to have the rest of the group just watching as the one guy goes in and 
gets busted, and then as he turns away, already pissed, he sees four or five guys rolling around by the spotting scope, just laughing their butt off. That <laughs> promise I won't film it through the spotting scope. I was assuming that's actually was the plan. We'd send one person in at a time, and yeah, yeah and come back with your head down. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I love going out there just because those guides are so amazing, and just knowing the knowing the land the way they do, and knowing the 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 winds, the climate, the animals the way they do, it's just a I mean, it's like graduate level work, and uh, I learned so much just hanging out with those guys when I'm out there. So such a such a cool place. I'm cooking axis right now. I got nice. Uh, yeah, I've got um, I've got a big like Dutch oven actually out on my Traeger, um, and it's. It's actually full of a lot of meat people don't want. It was like front front shoulder, neck meat, um, and pretty much just big chunks of kind of the meat people don't think is the best. But um, I just did a, I did a sear at the beginning, which if you're going to slow cook something um, and you really want it to break down like this, it's a better way to do it. So um, what I did was I got grass-fed butter seared everything on both sides or all four sides in some cases uh put it in this big cast iron pot and put in um about a cup of bone broth and then seasoned it really good with some prime rib rub and also some um some of the knocked and loaded coffee and i've got it slow cooking out there it's at 180 degrees i'm going to cook it for about 10 hours and nice uh, it will it literally just falls apart with a fork it's crazy and it's unreal i actually just had leftover pulled axis on a i did a uh i did a asian salad with leftover pulled axis meat on it and it was freaking knockout that's what i had for lunch doug dad are you cooking that to a a particular temperature or just like a consistency like an internal temp no i just um i took the last one i did um was i'm trying to think how long i cooked it for i think i cooked it for a shorter period of time but a little bit faster and what i did was after about six hours i just kind of pulled the lid off and i looked in there and i kind of just took a fork and just kind of twisted on the meat and it, you could see it started to just kind of fall apart like a pulled pork butt. And I ended up, yep. uh, I ended up putting potatoes and carrots in there and just letting it go for about another two hours. Um, and then took the whole thing out and we just had literally like a pull up. It was just like shredded, like a shredded pot roast dinner, like a camp roast almost with, with, uh, potatoes and carrots. And then the leftovers, I just, you know, while it was still warm, I just shredded it all apart and just kind of put it in a, in a glass bowl. And then today I made one of these, uh, these Asian cashew salads and then put that on top and it was unbelievable. Wow. That sounds good. That's my favorite. I think my favorite meat that I've tasted so far is that axis deer. Yeah, it's not bad. It is not bad. And the way Dudley cooks it, I mean, geez, that is next level cooking right there. So I have the Traeger, but I have not cooked anything for longer than a couple hours on it yet. Um, I need to delve into some of that and see what uh, what I should do for a, a first ten hour type cook that I'm not going to mess up too bad. So um, I got to I'll re-listen to this podcast and write all that stuff down that you just said because that sounds absolutely incredible. 
or you could just text me. But yeah, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to be like be like John Barklow and listen back through it again, and then write everything down, and then you know, then let's be respectful of your time. But thank you for the offer. I will text you now. Thank you, and I'll text you most every day for see what you're doing for dinner and do the same. Yeah, yeah, no question. What's uh, how have you been shooting, Andy? You got your bow back and and all that good uh, stuff. I got my bow back and I went right back to 20 yards and turned my target sideways and have for the last four days probably put in, I, I don't know how you do 600 arrows. That's why I was asking you the other day about your draw, uh, your draw weight on your target bow. Because if I tried to shoot 600 arrows through my compound bow, I think my shoulders would detonate. <laughs> so I've been doing probably 200 arrows a day for the last four days and i'm not even really aiming it's almost kind of like what you started me off with standing by your hot tub that first day of just drawing back and i'm trying to get everything consistent from the stance to the grip the presentation the pull the anchor looking through my peep and then all i'm just focusing on pulling through and because i i mean i looked at my calendar today i was like holy cow hopefully not in that order by the way no no not necessarily in that order stance grip presentation <laughs> pulling through looking through the peep i was like yeah. what what the hell i'm confused i got stuff going on i mean i'm working on a new technique i'll probably release in a few years <laughs> this is the teaser but, for it yeah are you doing I, all I, those 200 at one time or are you basing that out throughout the day i shoot it like a man at one time you know what that's i mean right, that's Just what i figured 200 yeah exactly i just want to make no that rest. clear for the audience yeah I don't let the bow down at all. I hold it in my hand the whole time. So it's just, once you pick it up, it's 200 arrows, then you can take a break for water hydration. No, but I looked at the calendar. Uh, our first elk hunt is not that far away, Dudley. So no. I was like, you know what? I need to actually redouble, if not quadruple my efforts. And for me, I always, and I'm sure Jack would agree, I go right back to the fundamentals. Like on guns, it would be dry firing or working from the holster. So I'm not even aiming yet and shooting distance. Um, I'm literally just going through all of my setup and my shot process, trying to just nail home that muscle memory of what it feels like. So then I can slowly start work, uh, walking it out. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. It's, it is hard. I, I shot 300 this morning and I plan to shoot 300 tonight. Um, you can break it up some, but shooting a lot of arrows at before you pull obviously really helps speed things up as does when you're shooting a shorter distance so i mean if you're wanting to get numbers and your goal is like building endurance or building strength or just really trying to almost reprogram that's a better way to put it for me um when i posted that shot that i made where i kind of um I don't know. I just saw myself not follow through. I saw myself watching the arrow and you know, I've put in sometimes, sometimes poor habits. It just starts as a seed. You you don't think it, you don't think of it as, as a, as a bad technique or a start to a bad technique, but sometimes all it takes is one little, one little start down a path. And then over time, you're slowly just going and going and going. And next thing you know, you realize, holy cow, I am, I am completely off deviation. So for me, it's like, okay, when I saw that, I knew that it was a visual to me that I made a very poor shot. So two things, one, I exposed it to everybody because it's gonna, it's gonna be fuel for me. Every time I'm like checking my Instagram account, I still see it. I'm like, damn it okay, yep, that's why I'm practicing the way I am. And I don't know, it holds me accountable for my old number, for my own number. 
And I'm just trying to do my best to literally reprogram myself to really have the shot that I want um, and the shot that I think people expect from me. So, you know, I've been spending uh, quite a bit of time with the Silverback first. Then I switched to the Two Smooth this weekend. I shot the Two Smooth, um, even in the wind, which is a, um, a kind of a topic of its own um, just because... Well, you know, when you're shooting a tension release or a hinge release in the wind, it's just a completely different um, mental thing. And it's actually important because some people start to build target anticipation because they're floating around the target so much that they're trying to make the shot happen, you know, when they're on the target. And the reality is, you know, shooting a bow isn't life or death. So I'm really striving to have the best technique and best form possible. So I just really focus on forgetting about how much that pin's moving and just really commit more to the action of making the shot happen properly. And um, I actually filmed quite a bit this weekend because we had about 25 mile an hour winds. I was getting sometimes just blown like a couple feet off the target but I shot for several hours in it, um, and I shot, I mean, my arrows were considerably good um, for where they're landing, but it was because I've just been so focused on not aiming as much as um, committing to the shot and pulling through the shot, and it's just really come together for me, and now today I'm going to go back to shooting the silverback this afternoon and kind of put more time into that as well, because it's, it's different different aspects of training although it's still shooting it's different aspects they get, they both kind of give you different feels what are you gonna what's your plan for the archery challenge in july because i've been kicking this one around in my head too i'm assuming having never done one of these but there'll be elevation that we're dealing with and i'm assuming just based on where i live right now north of uh park city and salt lake like we've had very consistent wind throughout the day and i'm assuming that we will have that when we're up there so what what are, are you going to use the silverback um i'll probably bring all of them just to talk about the differences because a big part of why i'm shooting that event is because there's people that you know kind of either i think they bought this cabela's experience which um yep. you know part of that is being able to shoot this course um with um me yourself and fred eichler and you know my role there is to try to teach them certain aspects to become better archers so obviously i'm going to talk about the differences of all those and my thought process to them so you know i'm not going there with with the mentality of posting a score that's gonna crush the course i'm going there with the mentality of you know wanting to be able to educate and kind of lead by example that's that's my goal so what would you recommend for me then knowing i have the compound bow is what i have what would and i have a silverback and a knock to it what would you recommend given that options well i think you could shoot either one personally i mean it's not going to be any different i think you could shoot either's especially the way that you're talking about training right now where you're just really ingraining the process because when you're ingraining process, ingraining process, ingraining process, really a tournament is a very short window of time. It's probably no different than for you guys. When you finally get a green light on a mission, that's like a flash in the bucket. 
that is literally like literally it's not even a full day on the practice field you know when it comes to those tournaments they're just a drop in the pan and a lot of times it's just reaction it's literally subconscious rhythm that just takes you through especially if you've prepared enough now if you haven't obviously it's a different situation and you also put yourself up to you know almost have to overthink it because you're worried about not being prepared but when you put in the time and you're putting in the in the in the effort to to follow through with the process you know these tournaments are just a flash in the pan they're there's you know that we're going to be out there for a few hours it's going to be 50 targets and that's nothing i mean it's literally 50 targets is nothing you know especially when you look at that's one tenth of my day you know right now so which is ridiculous by the way (laughs) well and i'm still not i mean if if i was training for the olympics or something like that you're talking a thousand a day you know, uh, I'm still wow. I'm still below that. So I'm sure you guys know what that what that's like. You got to up yeah. those numbers, Dudley. What six hundred? Yeah. Man, I'm freaking retired, Dan. <laughs> freaking car. Well, the, that's the Raw Archery Challenge course in uh, in Utah is awesome. So we did it a couple of years ago, and uh, I think they have three or maybe even four different options to uh, to walk and and shoot. And it's just man, it's in, it's beautiful and so much fun. And so many different angles, so many different distances, and it's uh, it's really cool, especially if you walk it with a good crew. So. Um, I think I'm out of town that weekend, but I'm gonna do everything I can to get back to to say hi to you guys and and to uh, to walk the course because it was so much fun last time. And Barklow should be there, I I would think. Oh yeah, he'll be there. There'll be a lot of people there. I think yeah. I think most everyone will be there, but you. <laughs> I'm, I might change the flights and, and get there for that. It's a Saturday. You guys are doing it, right? Yes, we're doing it Saturday. Um, I'm sure Andy and I'll probably plink around on Sunday too. So yeah, it'll be. We'll be there. You can uh, awesome. buy you can buy us dinner. I will, I, without a doubt, <laughs> buy you guys dinner. I'm I'll happily it'll be on my honor to do it. I'll, I'll cook for you on your uh, on your moose deck there. Yes, yes, that would be incredible. Incredible. Still figuring it out. Still figuring out the Traeger. I haven't quite uh, quite unraveled its intricacies yet, but I'm oh, working on it. You're making it way too hard. Like everyone thinks I, I'm a cook. I am so far from a cook. Mm-hmm. I. It's almost like when people. It's almost like uh, when people th- come to me for lessons and they think that I'm going to have some kind of freaking elite level computerized Terminator technique for teaching people how to shoot a bow. It's like I literally know how to do the nuts and bolts and that's all I know and I just keep – I literally just stay on that game plan and that's how it is with the Traeger. I learned the basics and, the, and literally the fundamentals of it when I first got it and just really focused on talking to the right people like, you know, Chad Ward and, uh, some of the guys at Traeger and literally just stick to the principles, man. And it all works out. I mean, same thing with, you know, same thing with this accent meat, access meat that I'm talking about. This, this literally goes down to the basis of being able to cook a really good pot roast. Um, it's the difference is you just, it's really hard to overdo it and it's uh you just have much more flavor like everything else in life doing the uh the basics exceptionally well that's what i found that the uh the best in the world do that they do those basics and fundamentals exceptionally well so same thing on the trigger i just got to get those basics down you need to post that video on your page of your moose 
coming up and, <laughs> I should. and smelling I your trade. I not that stuff yet. I'm so new to social media. I'm still like figuring out how to do a story and how to do this and that. Anyway, it's uh, it, it's scary. It's scary. It's uncharted territory for me. I'm slowly waiting in. The truth is, Dudley, is he doesn't have an enlisted guy to do it for him. So <laughs> officers. Oh, here we Assistant go. would certainly help. <laughs> I had to wait 39 minutes for you guys to finally start some banter. So is, is this going to keep going? Because if so, I want to. Probably likely. not. But I should post I that video. It was crazy. That uh, moose came around on the deck and was just licking the trigger, even though it was covered with a nice trigger cover. Uh, <laughs> it really enjoyed what I was cooking last, which I think might have been axis uh or the last of the elk speaking of elk where where is the elk hunt for you guys what state are you guys going to the mt montana no we're we'll be in alberta first buddy i know but he was talking about the u.s canada doesn't count oh (laughs) (laughs) awesome Uh, i think that's been one of my favorites so far is uh is getting out after elk and uh, once again, I should have brought a bow, but uh, it was a muzzleloader in New Mexico. And, man, it was so good. Really old elk. And people said, oh, man, it's going to taste terrible. It's too old. And it was amazing. Absolutely incredible. I saw elk today. I mean, you did. I saw the picture. I'm, it's yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm fired up. You want to talk about motivation to practice? I turn around. I'm like, that's a really big whitetail. Oh, <laughs> that's not a whitetail. That's elk. <laughs> that's elk, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um well, I think this bid hopefully is going to be wrapped up by the by the time, well, a day from now it's going to be wrapped up. It's 5 hours from now it'll be wrapped up and we're going to know who the winners are. So, um I'm going to be sure to to call them, thank them, let them know how fun this is going to be, get them pumped up. And uh man, I don't know. Do you want to should we talk about the options? I know you said that um, you do want some funds to go, to, or you you said you, they could go to the center. Is yeah, there is, is there time. is that the way you want to do it? Since there's such high bids um, on the on the actual auction itself, or do you want to to give people um, a location to be able to do something direct for you guys uh, as well? Yeah, you know, it's so tough for me to give somebody something, you know, that goes direct to, to us. So, you know, we'll put the um, the option out there uh, for the National Ability Center just because, I mean, there's that archery tie-in. It's helping veterans. Um, and there's they're just doing so many good things for so many people. And, uh, you know, for us, I am of able mind and body, and I'm out there, and I have so many different things going on, and I'm, I'm getting after it. Um, and really, for me, the thing that keeps me up is, hey, you know, if my wife and I get hit by a bus tomorrow, uh, who takes care of our son? Um, and... So I can't wait for that day when his trust is fully funded and we can sleep well knowing that, hey, that financial responsibility for him um, won't fall on the shoulders of our other two kids. Um, that'll be taken care of. So that's really our next mission in life. And that was my my mission in life, leaving the military, was to really make sure he's taken care of for that lifetime of full-time care. Um, so, but, you know, so if, if uh, anyway, just kind of, kind of want to put that out there, but we'll, the, the National Ability Center is such an incredible place. Um, we'll give that for, for people as an option for sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, if someone really wants to, to help out our, our son in particular, then we'll have that, uh, that there as, as well. So, well, um, if you make a good, yeah. if you make a post with, uh, with those direct locations and stuff, I'll repost it, uh, following this auction so that people are able to, uh, to know where to contribute. And once again, I don't, I definitely didn't want to 
hopefully no one has hard feelings about um about the fact that it wasn't an open raffle um it's just you know we're trying to do as much as we can and maximize everything and with the number it's got to now it, it would have been tough to get to that number um mathematically uh let's not forget the logistical challenges of hosting an open raffle on social media i would say it's damn near impossible yeah yeah it would it would definitely take an effort you know there there's an easy way to send people to a to a gofundme location and stuff like that but then to be able to then have their information and consolidate it into a way where you're actually able to sort it out um it's over my head i don't know you know it might not be doable. If it is, I don't know about it. If we are all at a big convention uh, where we could hand you tickets and, and draw draw out of a hat where everyone was there to witness it, then uh, it probably would have been a different option. But as for now, I'm just thankful to have the support that we have. Um, really looking forward to, I mean, you're going to have fun with me and Andy unless we somehow get into a, you know, unless we have a big falling out and we fight and throw throw, <laughs> throw drinks in one another's face. I'm sure I'm going to get my face beat in, but... I'll... I don't see it happening. I think it'll be good. I think we're all right. We're on solid ground. <laughs> I'm going to... Well, I think I can beat you running, so... Well, I know I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your legs are eight feet long. Of course you can. Yep, yep. Ants lo- running twice as far. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this is going to be awesome. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to chime in with? Man, I just want to you know, thank you and, and Andy. And uh, I mean, I'm just overwhelmed by the, the entire knock on nation and how everybody has just, you know, jumped and rallied. And um, the other, yeah, uh, you have a really special uh, following, really great, uh, great group of people that uh, that you've assembled under this this banner. And uh, I mean, it's incredibly healthy and positive. And um, thank thank you so much. Yeah, that's why I say the podcast is brought to you by you because the nation that's why i do it they uh their support is incredible so the least i can do is is uh squeeze my archery brain and give them some some drips of of uh i guess education or whatever else they're coming for i do my best to give it to them and um and i'm having fun doing it so i can't thank everybody else enough Andy, you got any kind of weird sign off you want to do no, nothing. There's no way I can add to that. I just like seeing people do uh, cool stuff for others, being selfless for the benefit of others. So to kind of mirror what uh, Mr. Carr said, one R, not two. And uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, There's yeah. actually an H. There's a, it's C-A-H-R. <laughs> there's a silent F in there. Perfect. <laughs> well, I can't wait to be involved. Well, it'll be a blast. Whoever the winner is, uh, look forward to uh, throwing you out of an airplane. Please, please don't throw up or urinate on me. this is this is the truth what i'm about to say so um i've always i've always tried to do something each year um and give back at some capacity but forever for whatever reason um when i was with you last year andy and and i just really felt a need to help out for the hurricane harvey um and sharon and i went down there and with the efforts of of uh omar and archery country and then obviously all the guys that um, bid on the bows, uh, Will, Matt, Michael, and then having the match um, as well. And then Sharon and I going down there and literally 
taking taking these funds that were raised, being able to deliver them right to people at a shelter and and serve food at the shelter, it was like it was a feeling that I just I just felt so happy doing it. And honestly, since then, I've just started sleeping better. I mean, I've literally sleep better and every time I do something to help someone else that's in need, I feel like I sleep better. I feel like I feel like a better person. That's the I think the truth. body I think the human body or human beings in general are designed to work that way. I couldn't agree with you more. Yep. All right. Well thanks a lot everybody. I sure the heck I sure appreciate the heck out of you guys on the podcast and everyone out there listening. You're awesome. Thank you. See you, everybody. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. knockonarchery.com